0: Welcome to the voice of Dr. Yin, and I'm your host, Dr. Limon Yin. In this episode, first of all, let's talk about one case. This case just happened in Boston in the two days before our broadcast on air on 25th January. The defendant, who's a student in Berklee College of Music, convicted of stalking, threatening, Another student in the same college. And uh, that student is also a Chinese national. So what happened? Briefly, it's because the victim, a girl, we called her Zoe because her real name was not revealed. She has posted on her Instagram one year ago, uh, around October 2022, a poster the poster writing uh, that we want freedom, we want democracy and stand with Chinese people. So according to the court file, Yi put it in a window. Then so Wu Xiangwei, the 26-year-old defendant, his response to Yi's poster is to threaten Yi, And uh, he started the threats from the WeChat group, which has 300 people inside. Uh, These people are the Chinese Berkeley students and alumni, and WeChat is the Chinese social media app, which you can see that uh, it's more than the WhatsApp combined with Twitter and combined with Facebook like this. Every Chinese person uses it. Wu demanded Zoe to tear down these flyers from the window, and also he said, He called in a tip in the Chinese Public Security Agency about what Zhou Yi has done. So the Chinese Public Security Agency, you basically can consider it as a combination of uh, FBI plus police in the United States. And also it only serve for Chinese Communist Party so that's why when everything involved in anti-CCP that is priority for these, um Chinese police. They will do everything to stop you and also to punish you and your families in China. According to the records, Wu called Zhou's posters as the reactory posters. And this is basically the word are widely used in communist regimes when someone said this is reactionary and that means what you have done already broken the law in China and you will be arrested you will be investigated and you will be interrogated and also finally it's very likely you will put into jail for a while or even disappeared and then Wu even threatened to chop off Zoe's hands. And these are all the evidence the judge accepted on the court. So, Kudiani Zoe was very scary and she was nervous and she said she cannot sleep because of all of these threats. Moreover, not only afraid for herself, Zoe so told the attorney that she's also afraid for her family in China. And that is very fair because Chinese government, if they cannot arrest or find out the target who they thought is anti-CCP, they usually will turn to uh, get your family members and then uh, your friends. So try to intimidate them and harass them and finally get more clues about you. And if in this case, like Joy's case, although we don't know the details about Joy's family and uh, what has happened to them in China, but I can tell you based on even common sense, that the Chinese police definitely know this case and uh, because this is a big case, Wu was arrested in December 2022 after he threatened and stalked uh, Zhoui. So definitely Zhoui's family suffered at least political pressure in China. Actually, you should call it persecutions, not only the pressure. Everything in their life can be used to uh, threaten them Punish them, uh, harass them. Like for example, in many similar cases happened in China, if someone involved into anti CCP activities, like uh, post something or join the protest or uh, write something online, like this, even though you think it is just uh, to express their word, and even it is just uh, for about very small influence. Chinese government could be very harsh to their family members and they could arrest them first and uh, ask them what happened to this guy in his uh, childhood in his previous uh, experience to make him become anti-CCP because they need to find out the motive whether someone around you uh, teach you something the, the one inspired you could be American spy and also they need to know who else around this target uh, can be arrested or punished together. And also, they would cheat the family member or threaten them to let them cheat and uh, persuade the target back to China if the target is not in mainland China. Uh, By the way, if the target is in mainland China, it's very easy to... Get a the target these days because they have 24 hours, 7 days, uh, everywhere, this kind of surveillance camera and digital tracking system. So in this case, I believe all its family members in China suffered from the Chinese police and also the MSS, which is you can consider it as CCP CIA, but it is worse, it's like KGB. So MSS, the uh, Ministry of State Security, they would also give troubles, persecute the family members. So briefly, uh, what we can know is definitely when Wu threatened Zoe to report her to China's public security. And also, according to the court file, Wu has discussed with his mom in China, in Beijing, how to report ZOI to China government. So this is not only a joke. Every Chinese person knows how serious it is. In this kind of reports, the report to the government, the report to Chinese police, the report to Chinese intelligence agencies, always happen, uh, not only in Cultural Revolution, in Chairman Mao's period. Basically, we can say that it never stops in China. Just uh, sometimes it's more intensive, like back to 1960s, 1970s, when people were all brainwashed by Mao Zedong. And uh, during that period, they report everyone around them, even parents report the kids, kids report the parents because anything not consistent, even a little bit not consistent, or they think is not consistent, with Chairman Mao's words or instructions, they believe that is the suspicious and also could be connected to the intelligence or the changing activities, which they always called reactionary. And the reactionary in China is a very big crime. Everyone's scared of that. If they said you are reactionary, then basically that means your career, your life, your family, Will all be broken, and you all can be punished by the government. So, since this is a common sense for Chinese people, when we see what the defendant Wu's lawyer uh, tried to argue about this whole case, it sounds very. Uh, ridiculous I mean for foreigners they try to use this kind of explanation to convince you that it is just a joke but for all the Chinese no one would accept this is just the a uh, like as a lawyer said um, this is never meant to threaten Zoe but were made as part of an immature online dispute between two young people and the lawyer said, the victim and the defendant already know each other because they study in the same college and stay in the WeChat group together. And he argued that the defendant, Wu, was not some agent of CCP government, but an awkward, nerdy guy who came to Boston to learn jazz and had spoken out about those posters, in his own misguided way to remind her of consequences for her activism. And also he came here to learn guitar, not to shield for the Chinese Communist Party. And luckily after four day trial, the defendant was convicted and no one accept his explanation of jokes, immature, nerdy style, and it doesn't matter whether he really has working permission from Communist Party, and it doesn't matter that whether he got trained as CCP's professional agent. I think in this case, the most important thing is the Chinese Communist Party always can turn the Chinese nationals. Even their overseas to work for CCP's purposes, it doesn't need to be very professional. You know, what image when you talk something in your school or in your working place or in your uh, neighborhood, and someone you know when they saw this, they always can report it to a communist government, and you will suffer all the following consequences as I, I just uh, explained then this kind of harassment and intimidation will be so huge everywhere in your life. And for Doi here, she's very innocent. She said something which is very fair, very reasonable. She just want to show her Idea to support Chinese people who stay in the country without any freedom and also being in, uh, enslaved by the government, and she tell people they need freedom, they want to embrace it. This is basically the very bottom line things the human beings demand. But in the defendant Wu's eyes, this is a big violation and this is offensive against the communist government. And he himself is waiting to be the helper of the communist government. He won't help the government to suppress, to eliminate this kind of anti-CCP reactionary activities in the United States. So according to the court record and the reports by the media, we don't know whether uh, this defendant is a kind of uh, active member in the CCP's uh, United Front work among students or not, Uh, usually that kind of organizations in the schools or universities will be the Chinese uh, Overseas Association of Students and Scholars. But even if he's not a small leader or whatever, he most likely would be part of this kind of association because according to my knowledge over 90 percent of the students and scholars come from china will be recruited into such associations For Chinese Communist Party, it's an easy way to control and surveillance them and also brainwash them and to make it as a pro-CCP campaign. And for Chinese student scholars, initially, they may have no idea about what uh, the politic nature of this kind of association, but they know when they come to a strange place, for study and research, this kind of association can provide them a lot of convenience, like to help them to overcome a lot of difficulties in life and uh, during the work uh, or study. And also there will be a network, a social network among Chinese people, which is very important for them. So for the defendant, what's for sure is definitely he is a person who deeply brainwashed by communist China. This kind of brainwashing happened from the childhood, as I have explained in the previous episode. From the moment you are born, you listen to the red music, and also to your childhood in the kindergarten, you will get into the system of the patriotism education with communist red ideology. So from that time, basically, until you finish your uh, middle school and university study, and then pursue the further education from overseas countries like these students. This kind of education already has formed the basis in most of people's mind. And based on that, China government just need to timely uh, give them the enhanced education. So how to do that is like uh, going through the. Uh, all these kind of operations held by the students' association related to China government, and like for example, the uh, parties to celebrate the National Day, and also there would be the competitions, and the winner will receive the award from the China government or from the uh, companies industries related to the China embassy. And during this kind of competition, not only need to show your capacity, but also need to let the reviewers believe you are a lawyer person to communist China. And this is usually the hidden but the most important criteria among the competition. And so after that, The people who have the beautiful CV with awards, they are already being selected by CCP. So they don't need to be CCP's professional agents. But CCP knows that these pre-selected people can be used by the Communist Party to influence others around them and also these kind of people are very important for the pro-CCP campaign overseas. They are the propagandists and they will work like this uh, defendant to advance the interests of communist China government by suppressing others around them or reporting others around them. So let's say in this case, why was this defendant so aggressive to the victim? Because In his mind, to threaten to harass Zoe to report Zoe for just uh, post uh, some words against the Communist China government could bring a lot of potential benefits for himself. You see, his lawyer said, Oh, this is very immature between two young people. No, for this defendant, before he has done all of these things, before he made all the claim to threaten another student. He wanted to at least gain something from these behaviors. For example, he could be a famous person among the Chinese student campaign in the college or even Boston or even the United States because this kind of behaviors are always encouraged by the China government. So when it happens, I mean, like previously it happened in other occasions other campus, in other countries and china government would like this kind of reports widely spread via wechat or chinese media or the uh, other social media like tiktok so maybe just overnight the defendant could gain a lot of fame and if he has an idea to go back to China after his study, this kind of experience also can be very helpful for his development in CCP system, especially if he want to work in the government or the CCP owned the big industry. So when we say the lawyer said is immature, I would say maybe it's immature, but the immature is only about the style of his behaviors because if he's mature enough maybe he won't leave so much obvious evidence and uh, he won't maybe just directly threaten to chop off the the defendant's hands he may use another sophisticated cunning way to do it and it may tell that he's not the professional agent like KGB chain those kind of agents but it doesn't mean his behavior didn't violate the law, and he didn't hurt the victim. And he deserved the punishment given by the court because he need to learn this lesson before he gets deported after his jail life. And let's go back to see the press release by DOG. The defendant Wu was convicted of cyber stalking, which carries a maximum statutory penalty of five years in prison three years of supervised release and a fund of up to $250,000, and interstate transmissions of threatening communication, which carries a maximum penalty of five years in prison, three years of supervised release, and another fund of up to $250,000. The final uh, conclusion of his penalty will be released uh, at the end of this April. According to the acting U.S. Attorney Joshua Levy for the District of Massachusetts, no one in this country should ever be subjected to threats of violence or a cyber-stalking harassment campaign for expressing their political views. Mr. Wu now stands as a convicted felon for his illegal efforts to suppress speech by a fellow Berkeley School of Music student who was critical of the government of China. This type of conduct will never be tolerated. The FBI investigated this case and uh, the special agent in charge, Judy Cohen of FBI Boston Division said what Xia Wu did in attempting to silence and intimidate an activist who expressed dissension with the ruling Communist Party of China is not only criminal, but completely against our country's democratic values today's conviction upholds one of our most fundamental rights freedom of speech and the FBI will ensure that anyone who tries to infringe on this right using threat or harassment will face the same fate as Mr Wu. Actually for dissidents with a program like me and many people who want to do the similar thing as me from China this is very significant because Previously, there is no any jury to show how to collect the evidence on social media online to convince the judge and the jury that you really face the serious threats from the victims. And usually, these criminals will argue, as what defendant Wu's lawyer did, that this is joke and this is just a nonsense and this is just a freedom of speech you should not treat it seriously and if you are scared that is your problem not a criminal's problem and the china government also knows that that's why they cultivate a lot of brainwashed people and they don't need to be the professional agents. We call them little pinks because they thought they are the red generation, but they are not the red generations with a privilege in communist China system. They just are the useful idiot for communist government. So they are only pink. So these little pinks are very useful uh, to create this kind of, uh, intimidation, harassment, and sometimes they could really do something to harm the victims. Because yes, they are immature, they are not professional, and the most important thing is, China government can just leave them alone when it happens. Oh, it's not the official activity; it's just something between two people, and uh, one person said something offensive. The other, so uh, the others did something to hurt him. Oh, we don't know what could do, but American government should not treat it seriously. Always like that. So that's why the overseas Chinese people, even they become the citizens of the other country, as long as you live in the Chinese community, as long as you speak in Chinese, and all the. Uh, information about you can be spread into the Chinese community. There are always eyes watching you and there are always the big chance that when you do something against the communist China government, then you will be targeted by those people. Also, in this case, the judge accepts and also the jury accepts the evidence uh, happened on WeChat. WeChat is China government-owned social media, which is kind of a combination of WhatsApp, uh, phone, and also like Facebook and the news platform. As long as you have a mobile phone, as a Chinese person, you will have a WeChat account. So for the victims, how could you provide the original data from the WeChat to the court to convince the judge and jury that this is what exactly happened, not a fake screenshot or whatever. I mean, you can't go back to China. You can't ask the China government to help you because what you have done makes China government offensive already. So in this case, the jury and also the judge accepted the which had record, and in some report, it also mentioned that the which had record between the defendant Wu and his mom in Beijing to discuss the details about this case, how to report the victim, also get accepted. This evidence should be collected from the phone of the victim after he got arrested. I don't think this could be the original data. I don't think China government would cooperate with the FBI and the American court to investigate the case. Of course, it won't. But finally, when the conclusion came out, we know that this kind of record is valid on court. And that gave us a lot of help because for the dissident like me, Since the moment we start to uh, speak out, we receive numerous threats, and most of them happen on social media, on WeChat, on like Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and we can't collect all this original information, right? Then now we know there is a case. In the case now, that could be referred when we file the similar case in the future. And we also know that there is a way to hold these criminals accountable. So this would make us feel more safe, stay in America, talking about what we know and let you see the true color of the communist China regime. And now let's have a short rest and we'll go back continuously talking about the information related to this case and some further interesting topics. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. World-class care from doctors you can trust. All from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. A suppression of truth in a world of darkness, void of any soul, requires that we are rightly informed, properly equipped, and strongly motivated to fight the corruption. AmericaOutloud.news is that place to awaken your heart, soul, and mind to the outloud truth. Now is our time. America Outloud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Yin, and I'm your host, Dr. Limeng Yan. And in the previous episode, we talked about the recent case happened uh, in Boston in the District of Massachusetts that a Chinese national uh, defendant, Wu Xiangwei, a 26-year-old student in Berklee College of Music, convicted of stalking. In uh, threatening the other student, another Chinese national in the same college, while the victim only has posted uh, Instagram to show that she put in window a poster to support Chinese people to ask for freedom. Although Wu's lawyer tried to argue that Wu is just a uh, uh, i nerdy student and he's not a professional CCP agent, and his word is just a joke between two young people immature, But what Wu claimed to chop off the victim's hand and also a claim to report it to the China's intelligence and the Security Department really caused a lot of hurt and the potential damage to the victim and the victim's family in China. So this case provides a jurisprudence to maintain the freedom of speech in the United States and encourage the Chinese people to speak out because this kind of cyber stalking, threatenings are always the big concerns for Chinese people before they speak out anything against the, the communist government or reveal the true color of that government. On the other hand, this case really provides a good lesson to pro-CCP campaign members like this defendant because they always think they can do everything as they're encouraged and allowed to do in China. And they never respect the laws in the United States and they never respect the freedom, the human rights of others. This kind of punishment, stay in jails, can help them at least think about what they have done, think about their criminals. Without the punishment, this kind of people definitely will become more and more aggressive. By the way, this defendant Wu in this case, after the trial, the last day trial, he can go back home and under the surveillance because he pays the bail. But when the journalist stay out of the court ask him politely. That what does he feel and what's his future plan? We didn't look at the camera but just give the middle finger in front of the camera. I mean this behavior is very stupid and rude and <laughs> his lawyer may again defend that, oh he's immature, yes he's immature. But he must pay the price and maybe he could become mature in the jail, who knows, right? And I meanwhile not only in the United States, Actually, last week, there is another big news on headlines everywhere from UK to the US to other countries because one Irish pianoist Brandon Cavana also met a bunch of pro-CCP campaign members in UK in the train station when he was playing the music on a public piano in a public occasion during his live streaming broadcast so everything was recorded and also played in a real-time manner to the audience on youtube through brandon's youtube channel which had already had almost 2 million followers at that time and now that video has been spread everywhere like just two days ago i saw it's already reached to over 8 million views on his youtube channel and Brandon has been on different broadcast TV shows to talk about his experience with those rude and aggressive Chinese people. And I think maybe most of you have already heard about this news and people wonder why these Chinese nationals are so rude to a panel. So there are also a lot of discussion online about this case. According to the video and the information revealed, briefly, at that day, in the St Pancras station in UK, when Brandon played the piano for a while, these Chinese people came to demand Brandon to delete the video, because they claimed that this is their image right, and uh, they were making some video for the Chinese TV so their face cannot be shown in other videos and uh, one Chinese girl came to talk to Brandon first then a guy and another lady joined that and they started to quarrel with Brandon and even threaten Brandon and meanwhile there were several other people in their team stay over there to watch them based on the conversation we can know that This bunch of Chinese people are making a video in the train station for a Chinese TV and according to their agreement, it seems that the video cannot be disclosed in advance. However, when Brandon was making the video, these people stand nearby, and Brandon didn't intend to use their faces to make money, And it's a public occasion, so if they feel it's not good for their agreement with the Chinese TV, they could walk away. Apparently, this bunch of Chinese people have different ideas, and they believe what they're doing should be priority to everyone else in this place. During the quarrel, the guy even threatened Brandon that he will put the legal case against the pianist for not deleting their faces and voices from his video. So later on, these three people who are calling and threatening Brandon, their identities are revealed, and then a lot of things can be explained. First of all, when they talk about the non-disclosure videos they were going to make in the same place in the train station, uh, it is for a Chinese TV, it's most likely that they were making a short video which will be played in the Chinese New Year party held by the CCTV which is China's most important official TV channel of course we can see there is also the possibility that they are making it for another uh, Chinese TV media but if you check the information of the lady wearing the cocktail hat in the video who quarrel with Brandon she is actually a host for a lot of Chinese national new year gala so it's reasonable to believe that they are working for CCTV's new year gala this time and the CCTV's Chinese new year gala actually is a tradition for 40 years in china since 1984 it always played on the eve of the Chinese New Year, which will be the ninth February this year, although it includes uh, singing, dancing, uh, Chinese talk show, Chinese opera, and uh, even the martial arts, this kind of programs, but it's not a gala for entertainment as the parties in U.S. or other free countries. It is for education, for propaganda. So. Every program must show that everyone loves the Chinese Communist Party. Without Chinese Communist Party we can't have such beautiful life. We should always be grateful to Chinese Communist Party, be loyal to Chinese Communist Party. When the kids singing, the song must be like how much we love the CCP or how much we love it like of well, our mothers and also the Communist China is our motherland, I want to grow up faster, and then I can contribute to the uh, motherland to this party better and In the dance, it can present how great the achievement of Chinese military is. Uh, the navy had more ships this year, and the Air Force has more missiles this year, and we have a lot of military people, and we have a lot of uh, weapons, and this all can help to defend our countries. And also like in the talk show, they will let you laugh, but definitely you cannot laugh too much because the funniest jokes are always political jokes, and that is definitely not allowed in China. How could you show there is weakness in ccp's ruling how could you tell that you are not satisfied with what ccp government did remember what just happened in the boston case we just explained in china no one dare to make anything reactionary right and everything china government doesn't allow is reactionary so in this case uh, every word every action Will be performed in the gala will be carefully censored by the specific officers. They call it a rehearsal. And even you have spent months to prepare one program, still your program can be canceled at any time. As long as the reviewer will believe your program cannot 100% make CCP happy, and now it means it has to make. Xi Jinping happy. And why does CCTV's New Year Gala require the program from overseas like UK? Because this is a political task for the Chinese embassies in overseas regions. It is controlled by the Department of Propaganda and also the United Front Work Department. Every year in the Chinese New Year Gala, there will be a section that people from different countries, regimes, they will show their face and they usually will wave the Chinese flag and they will bring something like hold a panda or wear something in red because that is a red army, red generation, red culture. And they want to tell people that, like, Hi everyone, we are from UK. We want to tell you how UK Chinese people love our motherland. We miss our motherland. And it's so grateful that the Chinese Communist Party can bring us such wonderful, happy life. And nowadays, of course, it's Xi Jinping's period. So usually they need to add that, oh, we also learned Xi Jinping thought from UK. And that's our instructions in the life. All like this. So why do they need to take the video in advance now? It's still over half a month to Chinese New Year, right? Because they need to make the video and then they will review it again and again before sending it to the gala reviewers. And the gala reviewers also will tell you to crack this thing or crack that word or make some even very minor change you know when you change it that means you are obedient to the Gangas officials so in CCP's culture in the communist culture it's always important that the superior uh, members give the lower members some instruction even if it's nonsense you need to listen to it because that is the uh, reflection of the loyalty of the obedience that's very important that's the most important thing in this system and at least it will take one month for these people to make the video until the final decision comes out and finally maybe their face only can appear on CCTV scanner for 30 seconds to one minute. But because this is a political mission, this is a top honor for the CCP's member of the pro CCP campaign. So they treat it very seriously. And they believe once they are involved in such top honorable political task, they could be superior to everyone around them. And that's why they They thought that they can just uh, require the pianist to delete everything uh, as they want and also they thought they could chase him away from the piano and they could use the whole area for their own video. And I see people are talking about why don't they want to show their face but they are making the video in public. And anyway, when they show the faces on the Chinese TV, the CCTV gala, their face will be exposed, right? So there should be no reason for them to hide their face, hide their voice from the public. I see people talking about whether there are CCP's agents among them who don't want to show the face in public. Actually, I would say that even though not everyone in this team are CCP's agent, at least some of them should be the professional agents Why? Because first of all, as I said, they are working for the Chinese government TV, and this is a very important political task. So how to guarantee this kind of political task can work well? In CCP's culture, they always put some professional agents among the team. And in this case, we don't know who are the professional agents, but the face is not that important because you don't know who is that person and these professional agents can have their own uh, public identities to work as a businessman or the teacher, a scientist or a doctor, whatever. But generally, if you know the concept of agents of influence, actually everyone in this team could be the agent of influence because they need to amplify CCP's influence through the video. They are CCP's propagandists. And also, besides the video they are making, they also behave as agents of influence in the daily life. If not, they can't be selected to join this political mission because it's an honor for all of them. And before they are selected for this mission, the reviewers also need to examine whether these people have shown their loyalty for CCP, and also whether they have done something to promote the CCP's uh, ideology and the propaganda. You also can consider it as an award, and it is a national award. And there are numerous people competing to get this opportunity. Additionally, these people need to have certain very strong connections with CCP. What does it mean? It means it could be an important high-level official in CCP system or you are an established celebrity like for example you win the Oscar award or you are the Olympic champion so you are influential and also if you are not like that, you could have the family background or some others. So this kind of connection will help you to obtain this kind of opportunities. It's up to the power of your family or your background. Anyway, the least important thing is your capacity. And everyone can do it in the video as what these people have done because None of these things they are talking in the video to the CCTV scanner is from their mouth, from their heart. It's all the designated and you have to remember every word, every action to make sure it is a perfect posture, it is a perfect video according to CCP standard. You're just a puppet in the video and everything is false. Everyone knows that. But it doesn't matter. And do you feel familiar when I mention the CCP's United Front Work Department? Yes, I have mentioned I have explained this department for many times in the previous episode when we talk about the notorious overseas playstations, the Confucius Institutes, the pro-CCP campaign, like organizing people to welcome Xi Jinping in San Francisco this year with the Chinese flags, Yes, the United Front Work Department serves for all of these, and basically it's one of CCP's department for the infiltration, for pro-CCP operation, for espionage operation in public, compared to the uh, like the military agents or the Ministry of State Security. Or especially the clandestine members of the international agent department, it can of more easily to identify the agents in United Front Work Department, especially when there are certain leaders or the important roles in the United Front Work operations. Like here, when we see the lady in the cocktail hat. Her name is Adelina Zhang, Zhang Ning in Chinese. She claims she's not only Chinese national, but also a British. That means she could be a citizen in UK already. And according to her introduction online that she came to UK in around 2014 to 2015, previously it's very likely she was a journalist for China Daily, which is another state-run media for CCP's propaganda. Since she came to UK, she got a lot of award from the CCP-related organizations, and she was reported repeatedly by various CCP's media, including the United Front Work Department-run media. And she always hosts the big parties uh, for. The China Embassy or uh, China uh, Consulate General in UK, for the United Front Work Department in UK, or for the joint activities held by both China and the UK government. So she is a very typical icon that is promoted by CCP in UK, and she uh, definitely has to be very loyal to CCP and has done a lot of useful work for CCP. And if you check the social media, you can find her photos with a lot of British politicians or celebrities, including Jeremy Hunt, the minister of finance, and almost became the prime minister in UK. And also she had photos with uh, uh, members of the royal family. So it's very reasonable to be suspicious about her real identity, her real position in China. And also, someone has raised a question online that if she works for China government, also she's a British. So did she register as a foreign agent in UK or not? And also, we see the guy in the video who shout, yelled at uh, the pianist said, don't touch her, don't touch her. Clearly, he want to show Adelina Jones that he can protect her. He can fight for her. And, uh, According to the information about this guy, his name is Newton Leng Shuenian. And Leng Xian was a host with Adelina Zhang in another party before, according to the report. So it's very likely he's also the host in this video with Adelina Zhang. And he should be lower to Adelina in CCP's organization because he's younger and also according to his introduction that he doesn't have so many awards as Adelina. So his performance in the video can be explained as the performance to grab the opportunity to make Adelina feel he's a nice person, he's a great person, and even help him promote in the future. By the way, according to Leng's LinkedIn, he's a Chinese teacher in the Confucius Institute in UK. Meanwhile, he is the consultant for the Financial Times since last September. So now the question is, as we already know that the members working in the Confucius Institute are all propagandists for CCP, then what kind of consulting suggestions can he provide to Financial Times? No wonder that when I talk about the lab origin of COVID-19, in 2020, at that time, CNN and New York Times, all these mainstream media started to write articles uh, to reject my evidence and to support CCP's nature origin and also pre-CCP's countermeasures in the COVID pandemic. It's also the result of the infiltration like people like Leng Yin in the mainstream media. From the video we see well, Long even cannot express properly using his broken English, how could he consult with the Financial Times? So clearly he doesn't need to do anything by himself, he just needs to repeat what CCP wants him to deliver to the Financial Times. And very likely there will be some other CCP's agent inside the media to receive the message and to present it to the public to mislead the public opinion of the policies. One interesting detail in the video is that when the panelists tell them not to behave as what they can do in communist China in the UK because it's another country if you go to Rome, behave as Roman. This Confucius Institute teacher shouted at the pianist that I'm not communist, don't be racist. Hey, so he thought call him communist, is racist. And uh, so that means he knows that communist is not a good word, right? So I don't think this is a good thing for him in CCP's eyes because he's supposed to defend the communist reputation in front of foreigners. So this stupid guy, he made a very severe political mistake. And uh, the update about this thing is very interesting too. So. When these people failed to suppress the video online and the CCP cyber army also failed to mislead the public opinion using anti Chinese racism, they turned to blow off steam at others. For example, one Hong Kong piano player, his name is Zhe Zhuang Liang, has played the glory to Hong Kong and do you hear the people sing two songs? On the same piano in that train station after the news, China had launched the cyber army using malicious reports to YouTube channel and to make this piano player's YouTube account suspended. This is because the song Glory to Hong Kong is a song for brave Hong Kongers from the pro-democracy protest in Hong Kong in 2019 and in the real Hong Kongers' mind, this song is considered as anthem of Hong Kong and China seeks to ban this song from internet. So say when China government cannot suppress the discussion about the news between the CCP's propagandist agents and the UK pianist, they turn to punish the Hong Kong pianist But by the way, the Hong Kong minister also stay in UK. So this is another case of violation of freedom of speech in the UK by CCP. Okay, thank you for listening to the voice of Dr. Yen every Saturday, Sunday. At 4 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be on air on America Out Loud Radio Network as well as iHeartRadio, and then you can listen to it for free from various apps like Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcast. Thank you!